HVAC 360 is brought to you today by Frankenstein Electrical Engineers. For over 200 years, we've been specializing in the design of high-voltage fire and life safety systems. <laughs> fire bad. Yes, Frank, fires are very bad. Not to mention arc flash events. <laughs> Settle down there, big fella, we're just talking. With a fully functioning testing lab, complete with our own Van der Graaff generator and Tesla coil, we take our designs from theory to application in a flash. Trust no one else with your electrical designs except for Frankenstein Electrical Engineers. Isn't that right, Frank? <laughs> Welcome back. What's up? Happy Halloween. Woo! To everybody uh, that's listening out there in podcast land, listening to this in real time, this is episode number 105, dropped on Halloween. Matt Nelson here, your host for HVAC 360, helping you be the best and the brightest in the field of HVAC. How do we do that? Well, we do that by sharing lessons learned in the field and talking to industry experts. But we don't stop there. I give you and encourage you to double down, double down on your weekly dose of HVAC knowledge just by hopping over to HVAC360.com and joining my growing community of people just like you. There are going to be some special things coming across with HVAC 360, and only the people who are signed up on the list will be the first to know, uh, whether this be uh, different courses that we're going to be start, re start releasing, different uh, membership sites that we might have, or any sort of deals. The, only the people on the list will actually get that information. So, what's up for this week? This week, in the spirit of keeping with the season, I wanted to share some of my scary work stories with you. All right, are you ready? Sit back, hear a story. The first one is called Generating Terror. All right, so this one was, we were doing commissioning on this emergency generator, newly installed, and it was the size of a boxcar. I mean, it was huge. Uh, we were doing the startup on it, and it was me and another commissioning authority, and uh, we were there with the, the tech from the generator manufacturer. He was doing the startup. And we were there just to kind of observe and, and, and watch as it started up. So we had our earplugs in, everything like that. Because, I mean, when this thing fired up, it was loud. I mean, it was a contained uh, area, uh, yeah, obviously, in indoor room. And it just kind of vibrated off the walls. So about, in, about a minute into this thing just, you know, coming to life, all of a sudden... There was this loud boom, and the generator just cut off. And I was on one side, and my other uh, the person was helping was on the other side. And I'm like, you know, I mean, it was one of those booms that you just, I mean, you feel it in your chest. You didn't have to hear it. You just, it just vibrated your chest out. And I was like, you know, you know, what just happened? So I ran over to the other side of the the generator, and here I see my compatriot, who was luckily. <laughs> It was completely okay, but he was staring up at the exhaust manifold of this generator. And one of the seals uh, where it had coupled together had been blown apart. Um, come to find out when they investigated a little bit further that there was this um, some sort of plastic seal that was across the exhaust manifold. 
and it had built up pressure, and it finally just broke, snapped, and blew the joint apart. So that was that was the boom. Luckily, the generator wasn't damaged. We got the commissioning done. You know, the startup went fine after that, after they repaired it. But it was just the weirdest thing that that had been left on there. Um, so you never know what's going what's gonna to happen. Um, story number two. Walk, Walk the, the plank. plank. Now, I was reminded of this the other day when I was talking with uh, one of my temperature controls friends. And if anybody has ever been involved in a project at a old theater, you know, this is one of the uh, performing arts centers, not one of the new ones, but one of the, the old, old ones. Um, what you don't realize, you know, it's like when you sit in the seats and you look up and you see this ornate ceiling, you know, it's, it, you know it's plaster work. But what you don't realize is that there's another 15 to 20 feet of space above that plaster ceiling. Um, and the plaster ceiling, I guess the way to describe it, the plaster ceiling is um, created kind of like a, a drop ceiling. Uh, anybody who's, who's known like a lay-in ceiling, you have uh, these wires that are tied up to the structure of the roof and they just hang down, and then there's this support mesh that the plaster and lath gets, you know, gets put on, and you can actually walk above that plaster ceiling. Now they have, and it looks like Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. I mean, there's all these on these old ones. There's not these nice manufactured uh, catwalk systems. It is just planks of wood laid down from point A to point B, and they kind of bow as you walk around, um, you know, uh, walk around the structure, and you're walking up there. And, and you know, I'm not, I'm not one who's necessarily afraid of heights, but it, it's, it's unnerving. And when you're walking up there, you know, it's kind of creepy because they have all these, you know, temporary lights dangled, you know, strewn from, you know, little, you know, uh, wire to wire all across there. And you can, every once in a while, you can look down through the, through the ceiling and you can see like 40 to 60 feet down you can see the seats and you know that just one misstep you're like okay i know it's a hard plaster ceiling and it should be able to take my weight but this catwalk is here for a reason so i don't want to push my luck and end up dangling you know for you know 50 60 feet in the air um you know so that is just one of those things that it's it's kind of amazing, but yet a little a little unnerving when when you see all these all these little holes and these little holes are for uh, for lights and things like that or like different guide wires that need to need to support some structure down below some of the you know light rigging or whatever. All right, story number three. This one I call Man, Man in the, the box. box. So we were commissioning a air handling unit the other day. And we were trying to get the total supply air volume, all the CFM. Unfortunately, we couldn't do it downstream of the fan. The, the ductwork was configured in such a way that that wasn't possible to get an accurate reading. So the only way that we could get an accurate reading was to have the uh, temperature, uh, the tab guy take his flow grid um, and if for anybody who doesn't know what a flow grid is, it kind of looks like if you've ever seen the inlet of a VAV box, you know, where they have the, the, the plastic cross uh, with the little holes in it. It's, it's like that, only bigger. It's about a, you know, a foot by a foot. And they have little plastic tubes that connect to the, the readings, just, just like a VAV box. And then the other end of those tubes connect to the digital manometer that he had. 
So he had to go into the upstream section of the air handling unit, the one upstream of the the fan. And this was a plenum fan, so you you would go into that section and you'd just see this little, you know, conical... uh, you know, this, this conical section that feeds into the eye of the, the plug fan. So he had to get in there and then close the door because we needed to have an accurate reading and uh, he needed to take the reading. So we're sitting there, you know, waiting and waiting and waiting. And then all of a sudden we hear this and we're like, temperature controls guy that was there with us he sprinted over to vfd he shut down the the supply fan i went over opened up the cabinet and here we see this temperature controls guy who is like you know just shaking in his boots you know white as a ghost and he he's just like you know what just happened um and and this is and and, you know it's it's funny because it's like this guy has been doing this for years but just when something like this happens a you know, you just don't expect it. And so what happened was that the, like the three feet of polytubing connecting the flow grid to the digital manometer got sucked into the inlet of the the fan. It And it got caught in the fan and it just ripped it out. Luckily, he still was holding onto the flow grid with one hand and the, the, uh, uh, the digital manometer was around his neck, so that the, they just you know they came off. But it was just you looked inside the cabinet of the supply fan, and it was just there was this polytubing just shredded everywhere. It was just it was just wild. So luckily he didn't get hurt. He had all ten toes, all ten fingers, um, and uh, just just shaken up from that that event. The next story is called the, the Slammer. Slammer. Now I've had the fortune to work on different projects, a lot of different projects during my tenure as a designer. And one of them was a, um, uh, was a correctional facility. So, and you know, I've, I've heard many other stories that are, that are similar to this, but when you're in a, a facility, I guess a couple of things are true. Uh, when doors close behind you, as you think they would, you know, they probably would, um, they like to lock automatically. So when you're going from cell to cell, inspecting, making sure everything is just right, um, you got to make sure that everything, every single door that you go through, you know you can get out of. Uh, because the second thing that is usually true in these cases is cell phone reception is terrible. And, you know, when you're doing this stuff, you know, everybody everybody doing like inspections and things like that kind of works more of a nine to five job than a lot of the contractors. So around three thirty, it is just a ghost town. I mean, there's nobody around. Uh, there's still some, you know, some the general contractor, the CM is still working in the trailer somewhere, but there is nobody on the project. I mean, it, everybody is gone. So you're go- just going through this from cell to cell, and there is nobody else in this building. Um, usually in these cases, I tend to, would, I would tend to encourage people to buddy up, but you know, luckily I've, I've never been locked out, but I've known people who've been locked on the roof, um, because, and, and, and that's kind of unusual because typically you're able to get off the roof. It's, it's getting onto the roof. That's usually re- restricted access, but in these, uh, facilities, it, it goes both ways. So you can get locked on the roof, uh, when you're doing some surveying. So that's. 
<laughs> it's just it's just eerie when nobody's around and you're just like every every time the door moves you're like you just you're very jumpy. Story number five. This one's called What's, What's in, in store? store. All right. So anybody who's done any sort of existing uh, facility work. Uh, knows about, you know, you need to be able to get the existing conditions right. So you do some in, some investigation. Uh, you have your plans. You, you you know, make sure your you know, plans are, are representative of what's actually there. Uh, sometimes you don't have a lot of information, so you end up, you know, measuring things and making sure that, you know, you know where all the pipes, existing pipes are going. Well, we had this one situation where it was a uh, uh, a existing department store and we were in the basement and we were back in the stock rooms now there is in the basement in the stock rooms there is no light and in fact there was no power to the building when we're doing these existing uh, conditions assessments so we were just there with flashlights going through there was a bunch of us and there was one guy in particular who who knew he would we knew he was just kind of you know, he's just talking about, he's like, oh man, I hope I don't, I don't see a rat. I just, you know, they just bug me out. Of course, you know, once you volunteer that information, it, it must be used. So there was one guy who found like a sock laying around the back of the stock room and got waited for the right moment. And then he just threw the st- sock right at the guy. And he's like, rat! And the guy just freaked out. You ran out of the space. We just, I mean, everybody was roaring, but it was just, you know, it's just weird. Um, you know, I mean, those places can be really freaky, even though that you don't know, um, you know, know that, uh, that, you know, there's nothing there. It just, you know, it looks like every single horror movie that you've, you've watched, you know, it was, it's like that, but without the music, but it's still, you know, you're fine for a while. And then all of a sudden you're like, then you start to get uneasy and then it's like, really creepy to the, do those existing conditions assessments. I mean, everything you've seen in an old movie, you know, is, is like, it's actually, you know, it's, it's actually a place. If, if it's recreated, there's actually a real place that looks like that, that is just creepy. I mean, if you, if you, if you've ever gone on, um, Pinterest at all. And one of the, one of the weird things I like about Pinterest is there's, you can get, uh, these abandoned, places you can get photos of abandoned places and it's just kind of this these weird creepy you know a snapshot in time just rotting out degrading you know paint peeling everything of that it's just kind of these creepy kind of pictures um that i you know i kind of had a i like to go flip through all right i got a bonus story bonus story number six this one's called bring Bring in the the Machine. machine all right so anybody who's done any sort of uh work knows that when you get the first ductwork up the main ductwork a lot of times you want to do a pressure test on it um so you have a you know pressure class on your ductwork and there's a rating on it um and you do what you do is you make sure you cap all the ends um you seal them up and then you have a port that you put in in one area um usually one of those caps that you installed so you have a port on that and then you bring in the machine and the machine is just a um, something the balancer has it usually is just on a, on this dolly and it was, it's this fan um, that you hook up to uh, one of the the uh, there's a usually an outlet on one of these test plates and so you hook up the uh, the hose to that you got a couple uh, tubes to get the get the right pressures and everything like that and then there's this gauge that you watch 
So the gauge will tell you exactly what the pressure is in the ductwork. So what you want to be able to do is this is a, a leak test. So you want to be able to say, okay, you know what? I took it up to two inches and it had, you know, this much leakage. And there's a pass-fail criteria where you may have to, you know, go through and find where the leaks are and seal them up and everything like that. Well, we had set up the machine and we were watching the pressure gauge and it was, you know, it had gone to like, like an inch and it, there's nothing. So we turned it up, turned the fan up a little higher, you know, cause it's on like ECM motor. We can, we can dial in the fan. So we open up the fan a little bit more and a little bit more. And it still, it wasn't, it was creeping, but not there. So we kept going. We like, we got to get the two inches. Got to get the two inches. Started keep the, kept increasing the fan. A little bit higher, a little bit higher. All of a sudden, boom! The ductwork just split apart. And everybody was just, you know, freaking out. It's just, just, I mean, luckily there was like no shrapnel or anything. But it was just one of the seams of the ductwork just, boom! Just let loose. And then we looked, and we were like, you know, I'm like, how, how could this happen? You know, I mean, ductwork is usually, you, usually pretty good. You usually don't get that. And we looked down at the machine, and we saw one of the sensing tubes had been kinked. So the manometer wasn't reading the actual pressure. So it had been stuck at like one inch, around one inch, and we kept increasing it. And we didn't see that we we're probably taking it up to about three or four inches and the stuck work just finally had enough, and it just blew apart. But you know, that's that's a you know again, you're one of those things that you just uh, feel in your chest, and you're like, boom, and everyone just like hits the deck. So, all right, I hope you enjoyed those six stories. Um, you know, I guess what what are some of the lessons learned from this? We always like to take away some lessons learned. I guess when you're first starting up a piece of equipment, be careful. Just you, you don't know what's going to happen, uh, and so be on your toes. And usually, you want to kind of be away from the piece of equipment when that starts up. Um, so, you know, don't be don't be super close. Uh, as, as far as the the walking the plank, um, you know, it, I, I think it's fun, but you know, at some point, it's it's got to be. You know, if OSHA was up there, it, it wouldn't be okay. You wouldn't be, you'd have to be able to like tie off or something somewhere in that. And there was no place to tie off. So, uh, but you have to be, you know, super aware of just, you know, is it safe to walk on? Is there another way around? Can I be more safe? When being around an air handling unit, obviously anything loose, that's the story. Anything loose that can get sucked in to the eye of that impeller, um, the eye of the fan, just, Obviously, no ties. No ties when you're going in an air handling unit. No loose clothes. Um, you know, drawstrings, anything like that. I mean, that's going to get. You know, it's going to be it's going to be painful. Luckily, these tubes were just kind of like they broke away. They're just you know suctioned on to the uh, the, the ports, so they were able to kind of get ripped off. But if something was you know if he had actually you know if it had been attached a little bit you know more to his manometer and his you know head kind of went that direction it would not be a, a great story i mean luckily nobody was hurt in the making of these these stories so you know i can i feel free to to share them um uh the slammer again i think i i said just buddy up you know have two people just so one person or at least they know where you are and kind of say hey if i don't show up in the next you know so many minutes you know, come looking for me or give me a call or, or what have you. 
um, and let them know where you're at if, if you're kind of um, somewhere else. Uh, as far as doing assessments for existing spaces, I don't know. <laughs> it's, have fun. Just, just enjoy it and uh, bring a flashlight. Uh, you know, you can always back up with your phone, but have a flashlight. Have a real flashlight for, uh, for taking a look at those spaces and bring extra batteries. Um, as far as the uh, pressure testing goes, make sure you're uh, obviously that uh, things aren't kinked. Um, you know, too, I think if you had, had sealed the, um, the, the cap, the end to the, uh, ductwork, any, you know, if that was, if that was the weak point that could have flown off and, you know, hit somebody. I mean, that, that could have been the, the potentially the real, the real danger there. Just be careful out there. Things can happen. And if you have any scary stories that you'd like to share, go ahead and send them to me at matt at hvac360.com. All right, so I think that's pretty much pretty much wraps it up for this week. So thanks so much for listening. Hope this was entertaining. Everybody be careful out there. Have some candy. Don't eat too much. Have a safe time with Halloween. Take some pictures. Make some memories. Three things that I'll just leave you with. Uh, again, if you're not a subscriber, go ahead and join that growing list of uh, people just like you over at hvac360.com. Subscribe to the if you subscribe to the week the uh, subscribe to the podcast too. Wherever you listen to it, whether it be in uh, Apple Podcasts, whether it be in Stitcher, whether it be in Overcast, whatever you listen to, whatever app you listen to, go ahead and consider subscribing to it. And lastly, uh, I'd be greatly honored if anybody would leave me a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, anybody who give, leaves me a review, I'll definitely give you a shout out. Um, I've done that before, and that's kind of a standing standing offer. All right. Well, that's a wrap for this week and this episode of HVAC 360. I'm Matt Nelson, helping you be the best and the brightest in the field of HVAC. And as always, know what you build and share what you know. <laughs>